Hi, welcome to the Ask Pastor Dennis podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Kang, and this is episode 10. Today, uh, the question is, why are there so many different denominations in Christianity? If the Holy Spirit is supposed to lead believers into all truth, then why are there so many variations? Now, here's Pastor Dennis with his response. All right, this is also a, a really good question um, because there are lots of denominations, and you know, if you put any two pastors um, in a room together, they're going to disagree on a lot of minor doctrine, right? Um, hopefully, if we're you know evangelicals, we agree on all major doctrine, but on minor doctrine, we're going to have lots of disagreements, and um, and and the denominations kind of uh, you know embody that, right? So what you have with um, these different denominations, really, they all represent different moves of God, is really what it comes down to. So what you have is you have a move of God, and a denomination forms to champion the truths of that movement. So in our denomination is the Assemblies of God. The Assemblies of God um, was created, was birthed out of the Pentecostal um, revival, um, the Azusa Street revival, to champion these moves, these truths, right? That the baptism of the Spirit is for today um, and that all believers should speak in tongues, right? That was the essential, the basic truth that we wanted to champion. So we fellowshiped together and we built this movement where we champion these truths um, and and it persists to this day, right? The, the AG denomination, that's what they do, that's what they preach. Um, and... And that's kind of the story of, you know, how all these different denominations started. Now, I want to give you a paradigm for, you know, how we should react to these things. First of all, the, the scripture that I think is appropriate is when Jesus talks about wine and wineskin. And in Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, it says this, Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved." Okay, so this is um, can be kind of mysterious to us today, but the the reason why Jesus is talking about this is why do John's disciples look so different? Why do they behave so differently from Jesus's disciples, right? Um, and the answer is the purpose of John's ministry. John's ministry was a forerunner ministry. It was primarily about fasting, right? About pre- preparation um, for the bridegroom. Right, so it was a lot of you know rebuking people and fasting. I'm sure there was a lot of prayer, and it was a longing for the bridegroom to come. And then the bridegroom came, and Jesus came, and his ministry was was per- had a different purpose. It was the proclamation of the kingdom. This is the kingdom of God has come. This is what the kingdom is like. It's demonstrating the reality of the kingdom, right? And so the the ministries are different, and the thing is, they both need one another, right? They're not against one another. They don't contradict one another. They complement one another. And so John's disciples were doing important kingdom work, and Jesus' disciples were doing important kingdom work, but it was slightly different, right? And that's true today. Um, I remember one pastor that I um, really like 
he had a, a vision one time, and he saw these teams of engineers, and he saw one team of engineer working with all these electrical wires, and they were doing, you know, fiddling with all these electrical wires. And he saw one team of engineers, and they were working with, um, like, leather, and they were doing all the stuff with leather. And then he saw another team of engineers, and they were, like, doing this stuff with with metal plating. And it, and they looked like they were all doing completely different things. Um, but when the camera panned out, what he saw is they were all working on different parts of a giant airplane, right? And so what we says even though the ministries were different, um, they're complementary, and they're all building towards a great purpose and goal. And really, that's, uh, I think, a good picture of the body and of the church. What happens is that God pours out mandates on different leaders, and he says, hey, I want you to emphasize this truth. And that leader gets a burden for it and will specialize on that truth. It doesn't mean that the other truths of the kingdom aren't important, but he has been called to specialize on that truth, and his ministry is designed to glorify that truth. Right, and that's that's the heart of it. And these truths are complementary to one another. So, I think if we keep that in mind, what it does is it enables us to have a spirit of unity with the rest of the body. We're not in competition against these other groups. Um, no, we all have the same goal, the same heart, and we need one another. Right, and Paul he talks in First Corinthians twelve about how we're gifted differently and how our, we need one another's gifts. I think that same type of principle applies in this sense, right? Look, I, I tell Nick all the time, Nick has a real burden for evangelism. I'm so thankful for him because I do not have the same kind of burden for evangelism that he has, right? And I could kill myself trying to, like, you know, be a great evangelist, or I can just be thankful, <laughs> you know, that that Nick has such a heart for it, and I can partner with him, right? Where, so I can be strong where I'm strong, and he can be strong where he's strong. And when we both appreciate one another, well, then it, it's all it's all it's all great, right? And it's the same way with churches, man. I appreciate some of these churches that emphasize different things than we do. It, they're so important to the body, and I learn from them, and I try and receive from them. Um, and then I emphasize things that some other pastors don't, and, th- and that's okay, right? Um, ultimately, when we get to heaven, we'll see like the big picture and the big truth of how all these things stitch together. Um, but I think this is why Scripture emphasizes the need for humility, that we're to consider others as better than ourselves, that we're to have a servant heart, because the danger for all of us is to see our strengths and to not recognize the strengths of others and to judge other ministries, other churches, other Christians as... Um, as being worse or inferior because they're emphasizing truths that we don't have as much value for. I think that's a, a very common, um, you know, uh, f- f- fault in the church that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, I just want to continue to speak into that, like that First Corinthians 12 passage, I think is so important. Everyone has their different gifts, but even back then, they were dividing over their gifts. They were dividing over what God has given them. And so Paul's like, dude, why are you doing this? You know, the just because you're an I and the other person is not an I doesn't mean that that person is less valuable. And I think we do see that um, happen even today. You know, um, just for example, like when I'm at Cerritos High School um, and we have a lot of teachers um, and staff and um, administrators who are supportive of what we're doing on campus. Um, but when they hear that the Christian club is focused on inreach, they get angry and there's, there's almost like this kind of like, hey, what's going on? Um, but to me, how I see it is, you know, if that's the conviction that the Lord gave them, then that's the conviction that the Lord gave them. 
and actually we try to dispel any kind of division that we see on campus and we just let the uh, teachers and the administrators and the students that we're working with know no, like they're going to be focusing on inreach. That actually frees us to focus fully on outreach, which gives us the ability to operate the way that we want to, um, following through with our convictions that God has given us. And so we're actually not against each other. In fact, we're doing the same. We're going for the same thing. It just looks different. It's expressed differently. And, you know, I try to communicate with them too. Like if people are getting saved or when people are getting saved, we want to be able to connect them to the Christian club because we wouldn't be able to uh, provide the the kind of mentorship and discipleship that they'll be able to support. And so the breaking off and the specialization is not necessarily a bad thing if we can come together and, and come to see that we're all part of the kingdom and that, you know, the Lord can speak differently to different people. A biblical example is when Paul wants to go to Rome and the, the, the church that he's with, they cry and they say, no. We don't want you to go to Rome. In fact, they even said the Spirit is letting us know that you shouldn't go to Rome. But then Paul's conviction was, no, I need to go to Rome. And so there, seem, there seems to be you know, these kinds of different dynamics working in the body. And so, um, yeah, I love what Pastor Dennis was saying. Like we shouldn't um, necessarily divide over these differences, but we should just come to trust that God is sovereign and that whatever he convicts in people's hearts is really what he's calling them to do. I think that's a great way to understand one another. Um, but yeah, do you have any last words that you want to say? Um, I mean, I'll just say that the the flip side to this is I, I don't think there's supposed to be as much division as there is in the body. Like, I think one of the, the sad realities is that um, the old move of God tends to persecute the new move of God a lot. I think God delights in doing things different. Um, and what happens is we get so used to God moving in a certain way, right? Um, you know, so for example, in, in the Assemblies of God, you know, they saw God move um, in the baptism of the Spirit and speaking in tongues, and, um, and, and that was great. Um, but then, you know, there's a temptation to persecute, you know, some of the ways that God moves elsewhere um, that is, is, it looks different than the way that they experienced historically. And that's actually true for every denomination. Oftentimes, there'll, there'll be a persecution against what God is doing now. And so I would just give um, <clears throat> a word for humility that God, that we're not to judge things by the way that they appear, right? Not to judge things by the way that they appear or the forms of things, right? Like when, um, you know, rock music, you know, started getting big, um, you know, people wanted to bring drum kits into the churches. And a lot of churches had problems with that. They're like, no, that, that is worldly, that is secular. Um, and for our generation today, we're like, what are you guys talking about, right? Because we grew up using these these you know, drum kits and electric guitars to worship Jesus. So we connect with God in um, a lot of ways through this. But understand, you know, a lot of people were persecuted for trying to bring that style of music into the churches. But that is an age-old problem of judging things by the appearance because the appearance is foreign and different and unusual to what we're we're used to that we can't discern you know that God can use a lot of different you know things to glorify him right he can use a lot of different methods a lot of different um, appearances um, and and we're called to judge things by the substance not by the appearance right so you know just because people I, I always tell this you know um, we want we want to be passionate in our walks with God, but passion looks different, 
right? For some people, passion is jumping around and dancing, and we see a lot of that in, in charismatic expression, right? But we would be um, uh, we would be amiss to not understand that there are um, tons of believers um, who, when they worship, you know, they're much more subdued. They don't, you know, shout and dance around, but their faith is incredibly strong, right? And and they're incredibly devoted um, to Jesus and to his truth and to working for him. So um, it's easy to judge by outward appearance, but don't do it. Refrain from that type of judgment. Um, man judges by the outward appearance, but the Lord perceives the heart. That's what God told Samuel um, when Samuel looked at David's brothers and was like, wow, these guys are really impressive. And he wasn't impressed with David. <laughs> Yeah, what a great word. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's it for this week's episode. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you have more questions for Pastor Dennis, please send them in to burningtreetkc at gmail.com. We would love to um, listen to your question, think about your question, and hopefully respond as soon as we can. And so I'm your host, Nick King, and we'll see you next time.